Welcome. Today we gather in vigil, as did the witnesses 2,000 years ago. I am Pastor Janai Rossig from the Congregational Church of Hookset. And I am Pastor Sarah Rossig from the Canterbury United Community Church. Today is Good Friday. Christ is on the cross. It was a hard day yesterday, and today seems no different. And still, even in the face of our physical distance, we remain united as we gather at the foot of the cross in vigil. As you listen and participate with this Good Friday service, you're encouraged to pause the audio as needed. It may be helpful for you to have some candles ready to light in your space. As you are led, take time to pause the audio and light a candle. Please be safe in lighting candles and be sure to put them out after our time together is finished. Take your time to reflect and ponder. Find a comfortable place to sit and listen. Give yourself a safe space to be however you need to be. If you feel filled with tears, then let it happen. There is no wrong emotion to experience as you listen today. Take this time to reflect and pray. Come journey with us. The Lord be with you. And also with you. What is Good Friday and why are we gathered here? It is a day of contradictions, to be sure. Now is the acceptable time of which Paul spoke on Ash Wednesday, from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. We are always dying and rising to new life, but especially on this day, we find a part of ourselves in all the actors in this story. The people shouting, Crucify Him! And the women who stand vigil at the foot of the cross the soldiers who cast lots for his tunic, and Joseph of Arimathea, who gave his own tomb for Jesus' burial. Today we lament the pain of this world, and we face our complicity in that pain. We seek to be witnesses to and participants in God's power over the evil of this world. Now is the acceptable time, the time when Christ's death somehow sets us free, to choose life. Our lament begins echoed in the words of the psalmist in Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far away? I cry out to you by day, but you do not answer. And at night I find no rest. I am scorned and despised. All who see me mock me and shake their heads. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Our ancestors trusted in you, cried out to you, and you delivered them. They enthroned you with praise. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yet you took me from the womb, and from my birth you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near. My troubles surround me like lions ready to pounce. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I am poured out like water, and all my bones are dust. My heart is like wax melting inside. My tongue is dry, and I cannot speak. My limbs are nothing, and my ribs are bare. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My enemies encircle me. They stare and gloat. They divide my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? And you, O Savior, do not be far away. O my help, come quickly to deliver me. 
O our help, come quickly to deliver us. Our gospel reading today is from John chapter 19, verses 1 to 42. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged, and the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they dressed him in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and striking him on the face. Pilate went out again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no case against him. So Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here's the man. When the chief priests and the police saw him, they shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! And Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no case against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law he ought to die, because he has claimed to be the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid than ever. He entered his headquarters again and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have power to release you and power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no power over me unless unless it had been given you from above. Therefore the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are no friend of the emperor. Everyone who claims to be a king sets himself against the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, He brought Jesus outside and sat on the judge's bench at a place called the Stone Pavement, or in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation for the Passover, and it was about noon. He said to the Jews, Here is your king. They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate asked them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but the emperor. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side, with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. Then the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but this man said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see who will get it. This was to fulfill what the scripture says. They divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother 
and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation, the Jews did not want the bodies left on the cross during the Sabbath, especially because the Sabbath was a day of great solemnity. So they asked Pilate to have the legs of the crucified men broken and the bodies removed. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once blood and water came out. He who saw this has testified so that you also may believe. His testimony is true, and he knows that he tells the truth. These things occurred so that the scripture might be fulfilled. None of his bones shall be broken. And again, another passage of scripture says, They will look on the one whom they have pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and removed the body. Nicodemus, who had at first come to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with the spices in linen cloths, according to the burial custom of the Jews. Now there was a garden in the place where he was crucified, and in the garden there was a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And so because it was the Jewish day of preparation and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. We each are a part of the story of Good Friday, even today. We invite each person to imagine themselves at the foot of the cross. Which part do you play? Which part does our church play? How might this be the acceptable time in each of our lives or in the life of the church? What are we accepting? and or what are we hoping will be acceptable? We invite you each to ponder these questions. Now is a time for you to light a candle as you feel led. Remember that these are lights of hope when times seem hopeless. This prayer of confession and intercession is meant to reflect ourselves and our personal communities. For example, if your neighborhood or street has many homeless people, then you may want to name your neighborhood or street. I invite you to add your own voice in prayer after each intercession. How have we forsaken you, O God? Where there is suffering, we turn our eyes. Where there is exclusion, we turn our backs. 
Where there is need, we turn our hearts. And yet, we know that you are among the injured, lonely, and poor. Please name those who suffer, those who are outsiders to our communities, those who are excluded, those who seek a change of heart, those who are lonely. How have we forsaken you, O God? For those whose stomachs ache with hunger, Holy One, we pray. Please name communities without food, children whose only meal is a school meal, those who are hungry, those who need the food banks. How have we forsaken you, O God? For those whose bodies have no shelter from the elements, Holy One, we pray. Please name people living in tents here and around the world, homeless sleeping under bridges, those who live in their cars, and those who walk the streets. Pray for stray and abandoned animals since they are other bodies with no shelter from the elements. How have we forsaken you, O God? For those who are imprisoned, justly or unjustly, Holy One, we pray. Please name prisoners of war, residents seeking asylum, children in cages at the border, inmates in the local prisons, people awaiting sentencing, people on death row, those who cannot be released even though their time has been served. How have we forsaken you, O God? For those whose minds or spirits seek comfort and cannot find it, Holy One, we pray. Please name those who are grieving, in transition, mentally ill, jobless, those who feel isolated. How have we forsaken you, O God? For those who are in the midst of disease and fear of illness, those who are caring for the sick and those who serve in essential positions, keeping our country going in the midst of this pandemic. Holy One, we pray. Please name those who are sick, afraid of becoming ill, those who are serving on the front lines and service positions and worried they too will get this virus, those who have passed already from COVID-19, those who seek medical attention for adequate supplies and medical personnel, for all those afraid in this time of pandemic, how have we forsaken you, O God? Now is the acceptable time. Help us to be your hands, Holy One. Reaching out to heal the hurting of this world. Help us to be your ears, Holy One, hearing and understanding the cries for justice and mercy. Help us to be your arms, Holy One, embracing the sorrow and offering comfort. Help us to be your feet, Holy One, walking with those who suffer and guiding the journey toward peace. Let us not forsake you any longer, O God. Now is still the acceptable time. Hear these words of hope from Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Take time to consider the questions posed today, especially in light of where we are in Holy Week. Take time to pray and let the grace of God fill you up as we await the arrival of Easter and all that it brings with it. Go Go now now in in peace. peace.